You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Well, Ulysses, the Tampa Bay Rays uh, fall to the Texas Rangers by a score of eight to three. Another rough outing for Ryan Yarbrough. Uh, Ulysses, do we qualify this eight to three loss? Is this a clunker? Does this fall into clunker territory? I mean, or just I, barely I sh- not. I, I I sure hope we're getting the bad and boring games out of the way. I mean, is, is, is this what the team is doing? Look. Let's just get all the bad games out first. Yeah. It's like flushing the system uh, after a, a fun night. But, you know, otherwise mm-hmm. you got to recuperate. Maybe this is what they're, they're just flushing everything out of their system because last night's game was just bad and boring. I mean, yes. there was just not a lot to, to be hyped up about. And, and it's a shame because Yarbrough had an odd evening. Odd because... Three of his six innings, he looked fantastic. I mean, he right. looked as good as can be for three for three of those innings. But the other three, first of all, bad luck, good hitting by by by, by the Texas Rangers, and a, lo- a little bit of sloppy defense. Yeah, I think it was one of those things. Like the first inning was shaky. You had the balk situation, lets in a run. I think three straight hits, and then he settles in for innings two, three. Then uh, the world unravels before everybody's eyes and inning four. And it was just one of those games where, look, I think the Rangers, even though they haven't really been a good hitting team this season, I don't expect them to be really for much of the year. I mean, they approached him well. They, they attacked him early in the counts at times. And it was just not trying to do too much. Line drive baseball, line drive singles. Yeah. And um, they, they did it at an opportune time where you had three, four hits in a row. And it just kept matriculating and I you know Yarbrough is one of those guys if if he doesn't have enough stuff enough yes he doesn't have enough um of a wipeout arsenal I guess to get away with just missing if he misses his spots he's going to get hit and and again they give credit to the Rangers for you know taking the ball the other way and and not trying to do too much and, and getting some traffic on the base paths and scoring some runs from there hitting hitting some balls in the corners and uh, the the line certainly doesn't look good. Uh, Six earned runs, 10 hits and six innings, six strikeouts and a walk as Yarbrough's ERA is now six, four, eight on the year. And let's go back to that fourth inning because yeah, the first inning was shaky. So uh, and the balk situation was kind of odd. So I'm, I'm not really concerned about the first inning because then he cleared it up in the second and third. So he made the right adjustments. He cleared his head. Fine. The first inning can happen to anybody. The fourth inning is a little bit annoying because he did what he is supposed to do, which is get low exit velo. Those all, all of those hits, except for maybe the, 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 I think it was the, the line drive to left field by Solak that, that got everybody in, except for that one, all of them were soft 
base hits that just got in in the at the wrong place in the wrong field where there was nobody. So he did do what he is supposed to do, which is get soft contact. Uh, he 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 did that. It's just they found the hole. Sometimes you're gonna you're gonna find the holes uh, if 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 you don't execute. And, and and the Texas Rangers did execute yesterday. So the oh. fourth inning is a little bit of a mess. Then you know they kind of ran wild there for, with 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 the base stealing that. It, it just. An odd game for, for Yarbs. But again, if I have to make a decisive decision, am I worried about Ryan Yarbrough? That's a, a, a heck to the no, because I, I, I still trust Yarbrough. I mean, I, I don't think it was a, a horrible outing by Yarbrough. I think you're going to have one of these sometimes. Yeah, I mean, every even Tyler Glass now before the end of the season is going to have a couple outings where it's like, oh boy, didn't see that coming. And hopefully this is a situation where Yarbrough gets his bad outings out of the way and then mm-hmm. settles in from there. It is odd, though, or interesting that Yarbrough is now winless in his last 20 starts dating back to August 17th, 2019. It's uh, karma. His... Yeah, his nine-game losing streak as a starter is the club's longest since Jason Hamill lost 10 in a row from April 2006 to August really? 2007. Yeah. I would have I would have thought that would have been uh, Chris Archer's awful season in 2016 where he had like 19 losses or something like that. I would have thought that he had the yeah. – but, but maybe he had a, a couple wins in between those 19. But, yeah, not worried. And the 20, the 20 starts – I think is a little bit uh, deceiving as well because, right. you know, uh, the Rays are trying to gonna... keep his price down, trying to keep his salary down. Hey, you, <laughs> your, your win loss record isn't very good. So we can't pay you an arbitration That's I, the situation. We're dealing I, with here. I bet that that was brought up on oh, yeah. the arbitration hearing. Uh, and, and, and it's silly if it, if it, if it was brought up and, and if it's even sillier that if it made any, any sort of impact, but yeah, the 20 starts, look, he got 16 as a bulk guy, a reliever in what 2018. So, you know, right. that's what I mean by karma, you know, it, it's coming back to, to haunt him there with the W, but it'll come. I, look, if it happens to Jacob deGrom, where he pitches beautifully every time out there and the Mets offense is not able to provide some sort of offense for him. Uh, you know, it's okay that Yarbrough hasn't gotten a W. He will. It's okay. That's the other thing too, is like, yeah, Yarbrough's line isn't good, but also the offense has to, at some point, step up. You don't do much in the glass now start and you don't do much in the Yarbrough start either where I think they stranded 14 runners and score only three runs and three many of the times usually doesn't get the job done there. Although uh, uh, it was good to see, you know, Brandon Lau finally start to collect a couple hits. Maybe this is the start of something after uh, snapping an O for 15 skid because he had just looked, I mean, for the last several games, like you said, I think on yesterday's show, he looked like, postseason Brandon Lau which isn't a compliment by any means where he gets behind in the count so quickly and um you know the those breaking balls inside that he just swings over the top of or you know he lays off uh you know he gets down one two or oh two and he expects the pitcher to throw a ball but the pitcher attacks him throws a ball in the zone and he he just goes down looking and and, and 
it, it's similar to what's happening to Yoshi. Sometimes they're just so yeah. focused on, on being patient or being caught in the middle that they're just letting fastballs down Main Street go by without even taking a hack. And both of those guys can be incredibly threatening, especially with power, both Yoshi and Brandon Lau. But they're so not threatening right now. I mean, mm-hmm. they, you see them come up to bat, and if you're a race fan, you're like, oh, my goodness. All right. They well, look neutered. They feel like yeah. they're neutered out there yes. in the box, quite frankly. Yes. And Yoshi didn't do much. Uh, in fact, the Rays, I mean, they moved him down in the order, which I think is a good decision because you can't just have him. Uh, right. You got to take the pressure off him a little bit. He is in an 0 for 10 skid right now hitting. I, I think our, our prediction or our uh, expectation that he was going to have an OPS over 800 this year isn't looking too hot as he's currently hitting 147. <laughs> and again, that's another situation where him with him where, um, you know, he's, I, I think he's chasing a lot too on pitches. He really has no business going after. And when he does make contact right now, I mean, it's, it's been weak contact. It's been pop-ups, weak round balls, things of yes. that sort. So you hope he, he figures it out at some point because he is uh, what the second highest paid player on the team after Kevin Kiermaier. And uh, Kevin, uh, I've you know Ben Rosa tweeted at us saying how how long is the leash on Yoshi? I I feel like you got to give him all of April. I don't know I don't know where yeah. your stand is, but looking at past free agent acquisitions like Brad Miller and Logan Morrison and 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 then them having really, really slow starts basically the whole month of April and then going off, uh, I think you have to give Yoshi at least a month of April. It's going to be a frustrating month of April if you're watching race baseball and you're watching Yoshi's uh, name in the lineup. But I do think that they have to give him the month. Yeah, and just like we aren't saying Ryan Yarbrough is the worst pitcher in all of baseball right now, we can't say that Yoshi's going to be the worst hitter in all of baseball for the rest of the year. It's again, some guys have are slow starters, some guys are are quick starters, some guys are a little bit in between. And I think Yoshi, with his situation of being so new to Major League Baseball, we have to give him the benefit of the doubt with that. So we'll we'll wait and see on that. Um, here, I, I got a positive, a final note on, on last night's oh, game, even though it wasn't, it wasn't very interesting. I've got a doppelganger update for you. Doppelganger Ooh. alert. I have another yes. one. So okay. we know about Andrew Kittredge looking like Paul Giamatti. We know about Tyler Glass now looking like Cillian Murphy, the actor, right? right. Um, Kyle Gibson. Is there anybody you think he looks like in watching him in last night's game? Man, and it is a fellow pitcher. It is a fellow pitcher on the Rays. I'll give you that. Fellow pitcher on the Rays, Kyle Gibson. Does he look like Shane McClanahan? No, I think I think he looks like Pete Fairbanks. Really? Yes. Because I'm looking at a picture right here. Well, there's different pictures there. There's well, maybe it's a little bit of an in, in between. If if Pete Fairbanks and Shane McClanahan <laughs> had a kid, maybe they'd come out like Kyle Gibson. But it looked like Kyle Gibson had the wide open eyes at times in yesterday's start. If you look at the the neckline a little bit, the head shape, the, the okay. delivery even looks some somewhat similar with the way both of them kind of rear back and knuckle it into home plate. They're all also both six foot six flat build caps. Just a couple of things. Look, I, I don't know if, if the locked on Rays nation agrees with me, but I, I got some Pete Fairbanks vibes in Kyle Gibson. 
which is understandable about the delivery because Pete Fairbanks was a ranger once upon a time. Yes. So maybe they like that type of delivery. Uh, okay. I think the face might be a little bit more Shane McClanahan. So we might have to put this on a poll there on, okay. on, on the Twitter box. All I, all I can say is, look, I mean, you can look at Google images and whatnot, but just from what I saw yesterday okay. on television, it, it, to me, I thought it was Pete Fairbanks out there in a Rangers uniform. So, uh, okay, uh, we have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar, of course, is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing, I said, tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars and so many different flavors as well. And they are all extremely, extremely delicious. So go to builtbar.com. Check them out on Twitter at bar underscore built. And remember to use that promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, the numerals 1-5 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. And uh, try the best tasting protein bar on the planet. Highly, highly recommend Okay, Ulysses, uh, we got an interesting email the other day from uh, one of our dedicated listeners, Ty McCann, and this is something that uh, really didn't cross my mind until Ty sent this email to us about how, really how close that Chris Archer is to surpassing James Shields on the Rays' all-time career strikeout list. Uh, James Shields right now, or James Shields has... 1,250 strikeouts. Archer has 1,152. So he's 98 strikeouts away. And Ty wonders, does Archer break Shields' mark this season? Does he get 98, 99, 100 more strikeouts to lay claim as the Rays strikeout king. I'm telling you, this is a close one because this is, we always know that Chris Archer has been a strikeout guy, even in his terrible season with the Pirates. Yeah. He's given up home runs and given up hits, and his ERA was 519. He still had an extremely, extremely high strikeout rate 143 Ks and 119 and two thirds. And uh, as of right now, we know that Archer's dealing with the forearm issue. They say it's not going to be a lingering thing, that he should be back sooner rather than later. He's already gets, he, he already has six strikeouts and four and a third. So do you think he gets it? I mean, he might only need 90 innings, 92 innings. To get I, this is why it's to, difficult to break this mark. Yeah, this is why it's difficult. Uh, Ty's trying to put me in a box here. I don't really quite appreciate this, Ty, because I think – Last week when we did our prop bets, I said he would be shy of 100. He would be close, but he would be of 100 shy innings. Now. Of 100 yes. innings. So now with this DL stint, I feel a little bit more confident about him being shy of 100 innings still. However, his career strikeouts per nine is 9.8. So again, like yes. you were saying, if he is even shy of 100, say he throws 90. Uh, innings, he could overpass that hun- th- those 100 strike uh, strikeouts. My Does this include postseason, though? I don't know if these numbers, no. are, or is it strictly regular, regular season? season? Okay, strictly regular season. Okay. You know what? Does I, he I'm do it? Ha- yes or no? We need no. to know. No. Okay. I'm, I'll I'm, say I'm, yes. 
Okay. I'll say yes. I think you should. So we can, I think you should. We can mark this prop bet on the board. I like it. Yes. I, I, I think like it just one. speaks. I think it just speaks to the fact great and great research by Ty, because I wasn't even yeah. thinking of this originally, but I mean, James Shields to get to his mark, it took him 1,450 innings. Archer, mm-hmm. 1,067 or so. So it just goes right. to show you the amount of the, the strikeout nature that Chris Archer has. Um, and this kind of led me to another question that I have, Ulysses, um, with you know the, the Rays all-time strikeout leaders. And I actually have the top 10 list in front of me. It's Shields, Archer, Price, Casimir, Snell, Odorizzi, Cobb, Moore, Garza, and Hellickson. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anybody in the current Rays organization that you think someday will surpass Chris Archer or James Shields, whoever's at the top of the list by the time their career is said and done in a Rays uniform? In a Rays uniform, will somebody get 1,251 strikeouts or however many, you know, if Archer surpasses it and gets 1,257, is there a guy that'll get 1,258? Is there anybody in the organization you think that has the capability or will do that? The capability, Tyler Glass now, 100%. Yes. We saw it on Monday evening. However, what are the chances that Tyler Glass now is going to remain a Ray enough yes. time uh, to do that? You, you would have thought Blake Snell before the trade. Oh, Blake Snell is mm-hmm. going to get that record. I would have put, my, would have put money on that prop bet, uh, that, right. that Blake Snell, especially with the, the, the contract that he had. You know, Tyler doesn't have that. Uh, so uh, th- you can't say Tyler. Unfortunately, yeah. I, Tyler's gone in two seasons. Uh, let's let's be serious. It's here. unfortunate. Yeah, he he'd do uh, it pretty quickly if he signed a long term contract extension. Like if he was here in a raised uniform for the next five or six years, he would absolutely have 100%. it. But I think it's just it's one of those. It's kind of a win lose there. Like he's having great success for the Rays and right now, but that means he's probably not going to be in a raised uniform a for for the foreseeable future there. Exactly. So, so then no, uh, no, because I don't, I don't, I think it would be unfair and kind of um, naive to just say Shane McClanahan or Luis Patino right. or Joe Ryan, because those guys Nick Bitsko. Have, <laughs> like what kind of expectations are, we, I mean, we're already you know, right. building a pedestal and a bronze statue at the new trop for wander. Are we really also going to yeah. do this for, for, for pitching prospects that have faced who major leaguers in Patino, right. you know, what, 10 innings? Uh, no, uh, no. To answer your question, no. It would be Tyler Glass now, but I don't think he will do it in a raised uniform. I think Tyler Glass now will pass 1,200 uh, yes. strikeouts for sure in his career. I-, I have no doubt in my mind that he will, but n- the majority of those will not be wearing a raised uniform, unfortunately. It's funny you bring this up because – I mean, if I had to pick somebody, if I had to pick a prospecty guy, I probably would lean towards Shane McClanahan because he does, I mean, have a very good strikeout rate in the minor leagues. But not just that, but when you think about putting up these types of strikeout figures, you have to have longevity. You have to be in a raised uniform for a very, very yeah. long time. And if there's a guy that I, I could see signing a long-term contract extension or wanting to be in a raised uniform – for a very long time, I could absolutely see it being Shane McClanahan, given he was raised in Cape Coral and went to USF and has so many times uh, has so many ties to the Tampa Bay, Southwest Florida area. It's kind of, I mean, I think that would be a natural inclination there to say, yeah, he doesn't, he might not want to play anywhere else. Like if he has his druthers, he might want to 
be in a Tampa Bay Rays uniform, even though I know that uh, back in the day when he got drafted, like it was uh, apparently it was a pill for the Rays to get him to agree to whatever that signing bonus was like two and a half million or whatever, which I, I understand you want to get your money and everything like that. But I could also see him wanting to, I've got a life here. I like where I live. I like having the family close by. They can see my games. It's, it's just kind of, that would be a natural fit of for, for me anyways, with, with him. Yeah. But I, I, th- that sounds good. But just to be devil's advocate here, uh, you mentioned the money aspect. So maybe he, he, yeah. he knows that elsewhere he might be able to get a, a little bit more of that, of that dough and having the family close and all the ties that sounds great on paper, but Mike Trout spoke to this, him being a New Jersey kid and being all the way in California. He says, at least at the time where, where, when he, when he signed that extension, that mega extension, he said, it's a little bit more freeing for him to play with a little bit less pressure, knowing that all of his friends, all of his family are not going to the ballpark every day that he doesn't have that undue pressure all every day playing at home tickets. So give me, can I get, you know, all, all of that that comes with, you know, being a major leaguer, um, you know, it might be a little bit nice to be a little bit farther away and, and, and keep, uh, some distance from family and friends at times, especially when you have to ball out uh, yeah, every day that you step on the field. Right. Everybody expects greatness. So uh, there's also that. Maybe, you know, you do that for the team control and then you sign somewhere else and you can get your distance. Look, if if there's a team out there that'll offer Shane McClanahan $430 million over 13 <laughs> years, I'm sure he'll he'd play for the Pittsburgh Pirates if it came down to that. If they it were would offered- too. Kevin, uh, if 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 if, if uh, the Locked On Pirates would offer, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we would we would become Pirates fans re- rather quickly. I, I've got to look this up. Um, I, I do. I am curious to see where Tyler Glass now is in strikeouts with the Rays. I'd have to do some deep diving there because I, I I'd imagine he'd he'd be able to reach the top ten list at some point. Oh, we may I have think to so, but I don't know. Do you think the season? I, well, I don't know what his number is right now. So I'd have to Helixson at number 10 is at 463. Well, he so. is at 260 right now with the race 260 wearing a race uniform. So he could theoretically, I mean, it'd take a lot of, he, he might be able to get it this year, very early yeah. next season, assuming he stays healthy right. the entire year, which is a big if of course. Okay. Uh, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA MLB and NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds. It is the absolute best way to place your bets and it's also free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Okay, Ulysses. Well, I guess maybe this is a good day for Rays mm-hmm. baseball as Josh Fleming is set to make his 2021 debut uh to make the roster move the race sent down kevin padlow who uh again small sample size and not much film to work off but didn't look very good in his at bats uh I- i'm sorry i'm just gonna say this right now kevin padlow has 4a player written all over him 
But, uh, uh, you know, we, we talked about this uh, in the offseason. He was kind of like the, the Keong Wong kind of yeah. guy, you know, did everything in the minors, but the race didn't actually pull that trigger. He looked bad. Honestly, yeah. he 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 didn't look great. And, and, and which is a shame because in spring training, I liked what I saw from him. But the, maybe the, the, the big lights uh, got to him. But yeah, again, yes, small sample size. You can't judge a guy, yeah. but didn't look particularly well on the field or with the bat or with the glove. Couldn't hit the broad side of the barn, to be honest. Um, yeah. But who knows? He might get another opportunity later on. And again, there's just other, I, I think he's just kind of buried by, you know, maybe another organization will be able to give him, a, give him an opportunity to be a utility guy or whatnot. But uh, anyway, the, 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 I don't want to bury the lead here. Josh Fleming, again, will be, uh, we assume, making uh, his start or coming in after an <laughs> opener today. And I am excited. I am excited to see Josh Fleming pick off, yes. pick up where he left off last season and i'm i'm excited to see him work the corners both sides of the plate i i'm excited to see rangers hitters hit into double plays and rip off their helmets in frustration uh or get <laughs> called looking on a on a sinker down and away or whatever it may be like he just for whatever reason frustrates the opposition more so than other pitchers look josh fleming it, it was funny because he wasn't like a super highly touted. He wasn't in the mold of no. Shane McClanahan, Shane Boz, some of those guys, but he is, he's shown definitely that he belongs in the big leagues with his demeanor. He works quickly, the repeatable delivery. Like there, there's so much, it, it's always like, you know, there's going to be some action and activity with ground balls. And it, it feels like the game just moves a little bit Oops. more. Like yesterday was a little bit of a, Oh my gosh, come on. Can, can we just end this game already? Whereas with Josh Fleming, it's like, oh, wow, it's already through six innings here. So I'm hoping we're, we, we get some of that action with, with Fleming tonight. And that's usually how Yarbrough games work too, right? The, the, the action keeps on moving. Yesterday it didn't, but Josh Fleming has that ability. And if you take a look at the 2020 regular season surprises, I think most people w would agree that Randy Rosarena maybe was the biggest surprise during the regular season. But the dark horse for, 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 your, for that uh, award could be very well Josh Fleming. I mean, the guy was yeah. really, really good. Exceeded expectations, does not even cover it with a 5-0 record and a 278 ERA. I mean, you just love seeing him on the mound and being able to be so poised and control. Um, I, I I believe that he he had the stuff to be an opening day roster kind of guy. Yeah. It doesn't really mean, I guess, uh, you know, much when you know that you're going to be participating two weeks in, boom, you get called up. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to, to see Josh again. And I, like you said yesterday, the, the, the Texas Rangers lineup with the, with the lefties, uh, yeah. I mean, this, this, this should be a good matchup for, for Josh and he has something to prove, right? Do not send me back down. I am, I want, I want to be here to stay. I'm stretched out. I can provide innings. If you got a guy like Josh Fleming, do you really need a Trevor Richards? That's what I was. That, that's my next point is like, at some point you've got to keep Josh Fleming on the big league club. Like enough. Is he less I, deserving of a spot? than Trevor Richards, Chris no. Mazza, some of these other guys. I don't, I'm not a fan of this shuffling back and forth between Me the either. alternate side. And especially with a guy like Josh Fleming, like Brent Honeywell, I get, okay. You're, you're still trying to get, but Josh Fleming, I feel like has established himself to the point where he's definitely deserving. And he's shown too, in whatever role you put him in, 
he can do well. If you want to make him a starter, put him in bulk relief. He, he can pretty much handle whatever's thrown at him from yes. that perspective. So I would expect, I mean, who knows? I, they, they might send him down after the start, but I would expect at least by mid season, he will have solidified a roster well, spot. No. Is, well, if he doesn't, then what? All these guys with options are just going to be playing the, the, the Durham shuttle or yeah. the alter, not even Durham, but alternate site, uh, Shuttle, I guess it would be Durham by May or whenever, whenever they start yeah, the minor league season. But but enough. I mean, I, I look. I know. I know that's how they're going to play it. It's it's just frustrating because this guy deserves to be in the major leagues. Um, hopefully, you know he he performs well, and we don't have to eat our words. And you know what? Even if he even if he gets hit tonight, I'm still gonna say, Josh Fleming is is an MLB ready player. Yeah. Uh, I don't results be damned. Uh, I I he sh- he should be. A, a major leaguer and I get I get why they do the the shuttle from alternate side and the options playing with that but sometimes you got these guys are not machines this is not like MLB the show oh well I'm just trading rosters these guys have families these guys have feelings emotions they, right. they have ambition and and sometimes it, you can kind of question how they feel that the race treat them like this do they understand it? I'm sure they understand it, but I'm right. I would be very surprised that they're happy about it. Yeah. And I mean, if, if there's a guy that could handle it and handle it with a plum, it is probably Josh Fleming considering he played D three baseball and was a nobody in college. Yeah. And when he got drafted and throughout the minor leagues and so forth, but I do want to note, you know, some of the metrics on Fleming from last year, uh, average exit velocity was in the 87th percentile. That's a good thing, folks. That wow. you know, the higher the better. There, uh, hard hit percentage, 66th percentile. Walk percentage, 87th percentile. Mm. Chase rate, 93rd percentile. Wow. So the sinker, cutter, and changeup of Fleming has uh, done wonders or did wonders last season with that. So hopefully the Rays can, what are they? I, I haven't even checked their record. Are they under 500? Five and six. Game? Five yeah. and six. Let's get to six and six folks. Let's do it. Let, <laughs> Let's again, do it. very long season, not freaking out yes. because the Red Sox are seven and three and no. everybody else in the division is, is five and six. We got a long way to go with that. Okay. Uh, that wraps up this edition of the locked on Rays podcast. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episodes of the Locked On Today podcast and Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.